Hello everyone and welcome back to NBA Chats. I'm your host, Joe. And uh, today I just wanted to talk about the first round of the NBA playoffs of 2021. Because all first round series are officially over with the Los Angeles Clippers beating out the Dallas Mavericks last night to win in seven games. Um, which was the longest first-round series this season, which, um, depending on the person, I don't know. I was going to do some playoff predictions. <laughs> I think I said that in the last episode even, but I kind of didn't really get the chance to. So we've just got um, – I could, I guess, predict the rest of the playoffs at the end of the episode. Maybe I'll do that. But, uh, yeah, so let's just start with the 1-8 matchup in Western Conference. There's not too much to say about it. Utah beating Memphis in five games. Um, I believe Memphis won game one. That was the only game Donovan Mitchell wasn't there. So Utah ended up winning four straight. As soon as Donovan Mitchell came back, they were super on top of it. Um, I didn't watch a single game of this series if I'm being honest but um I do know that both John Morant and Dylan Brooks stepped it up big time for the Grizzlies uh I think Dylan Brooks was actually leading the playoffs in uh points per game at first at one point probably not for very long but I think it did happen if I remember correctly could be completely wrong though don't take my word (laughs) Or don't yell at me if you already know. (laughs) So anyways, not a super eventful series, but shout out to Memphis for taking at least one game um, and making the playoffs in general. That was kind of, I wasn't 100% sure (laughs) that the Grizzlies were going to make the playoffs and then they stunned the Warriors, Uh, mostly just Steph Curry because uh, no one else really showed up for them, if I'm being honest. But, uh, yeah, shout-out to the Grizzlies. I'm super excited to see where they go because they're a super young team. Definitely going to be a playoff team, reoccurring playoff team in the future if they can keep their main pieces together. That'll be an exciting team in the years to come. All right. 1-8 in the East, uh, another not-super-eventful series. Philly beats out Washington in five games yet again. Um, there weren't too many interesting series, if any at all, in the East. Um, at the beginning of the Knicks-Hawks series, it looked like it was going to be interesting, but it turned out that Trey Young is just too good. Anyways, back to the 1-8 matchup. Uh, Washington, uh, had a crazy end to the season and somehow made it into the playoffs. Like, it was a very... It was a very impressive uh, little run there they had at the end of the season. Um, but their reward <laughs> their reward was to go up against the one-seeded Philadelphia 76ers and top three uh, NBA MVP finalist Joel Embiid, who ended up getting injured, I believe, for like one game or two games or something. But... 
didn't matter because um, the 76ers move on in five games to go up against the Hawks in the next round. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all there is to it. I definitely have heard some people saying before this happened, they were like, oh, this is going to be a fun series because they got Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal down there in Washington. Like, They're going to put on a show for a couple times, right? Yeah, not really. Um, but shout out to Washington for at least winning one game. It's better than getting swept, which there was only one sweep in the first round, which is pretty impressive, um, I guess. Anyway, moving back to the West, we got the 2-7 matchup between Phoenix and Los Angeles. This one was one of the more interesting series so far in the playoffs. Um we had Phoenix winning in six games. Um, I definitely predicted it to be at least a seven-game series. Um, but when L.A. won, I think they won their their only two games. I think they won them in a row, if I remember correctly. When that happened, I was like, oh, L.A. is getting back into the swing of things. I don't know how much I trust Phoenix anymore to pull it out because they – like. LA tied up the series. I think they even went up two to one. Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. But I feel like they did. And I was a little bit doubtful of the Suns there for a little bit. But um, Anthony Davis getting injured really did not help. Um, and LeBron just not being the LeBron we're used to um, was definitely a hindering factor on the Lakers. Um if they hadn't been injured this season, I, sh- I definitely could have seen them making a finals run again. But I honestly, I'm not putting too much weight on the fact that they lost in the first round. Because um, it's just, it's, they were just super plied by injuries and a couple of people just not knowing how to play basketball a couple times. Dennis Schroeder, zero point performance as a starting point guard. I saw a post that was um, the other night was the very first time a starting backcourt failed to register a single point, and that was Dennis Schroeder and Contavious Caldwell-Pope, which is kind of sad, (laughs) not going to lie. And then Kyle Kuzma averaged like six points in the playoffs, which is like half of what he averaged in in the regular season. It's just... Yeah. But shout out to the Suns. They had a good series. DeAndre Ayton is killing it over there. Uh, Devin Booker has an extremely underrated playoff run so far for his first playoff series in his career. Um, and Mikel Bridges has like one of the best defensive ratings so far. I think he still is like top. Uh, Jay Crowder had a couple good games, a couple pretty bad games, but he had, he had I think he had one or two good games. Um, only thing is the backups behind, um, Aiden weren't really doing too much that series, which was part of the reason why I started to doubt them because he can't play DeAndre in full 48 minutes. Um, but... They ended up pulling it out, so shout-out to the Suns. I'm excited. Uh, I'm a Denver fan. I think I've said that every single episode. 
Um, but we're going up against them in the second round, so I'm excited to watch that series. It's going to be a fun one. The Suns are one of my favorite teams. Um, they're actually <laughs> funny thing is I own two NBA jerseys. One of them is a Nikola Jokic jersey. The other one is a Devin Booker jersey, and it's the the Valley jerseys from this year, city jersey of the Phoenix Suns. As soon as that came out, I was like, I'm buying one, and so. That was actually my first ever jersey. I had it before I had my Jokic jersey, which is um, kind of sad, but it's true. <laughs> so, you you know Phoenix is definitely one of my favorite teams. I'm not, I'm not going to be super disappointed if they beat the Nuggets in this second round series at all. Because I do want to see Chris Paul win a ring. So if they beat Denver, I'm rooting for them for the rest of the playoffs. I want them to win the finals if they beat Denver. But if not, then I'm definitely going for Denver to win the finals. Like, I'm going for Denver currently, but if Phoenix beats them out, I'll go for Phoenix. Back over to the east, we got 2-7, Brooklyn versus Boston. This is kind of what I predicted, a clo- uh, not very close series with Brooklyn taking an easy win. Um but I also knew that Jason Tatum could go for 50 at any time, and he did exactly that to win their one game. Um, and then I was a little bit surprised about Danny Ainge stepping down and Brad Stevens taking on that role. So I'm interested to see who their new coach is going to be and what they'll be able to do next season with Brad Stevens at the helm. Um, that'll be interesting. But, yeah, not much to say about that. Brooklyn is a powerhouse, uh, although I think – James Harden went down with an injury last night. Was that last night or the night before that the Nets played? I don't even know. I wasn't watching. But, yeah, fun series. Or not <laughs> not super fun series there. It wasn't very close. So, But that's kind of what I expected from that series. Boston just was not the same team this season as they have been in the past couple seasons. Back over to the West, we had the 3-6 matchup between Denver and Portland. That was one of my favorite series to watch um, in the first round. Uh, I would say my two favorite were the probably the Phoenix, LA, and the Denver-Portland series. Um, it was, I would say, the Clippers-Mavericks um, series, but... I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but yeah, shout out to Damian Lillard for being literally freaking a god for a couple for most of the series. Um, definitely, definitely, if he had one other person step up and they had one other piece on defense, they could have won that series easily because we're missing Jamal Murray. Um, but we end up winning uh, with a couple big games from Jokic and Michael Porter Jr. Austin Rivers had a big game in there. Shout out to him. Um, Compazzo. It's fun to watch. <laughs> I don't remember what I was going to say. But yeah, that was definitely one of the more entertaining series in the first round. Um, I'm excited Denver ended up moving on. Let's move back over to the East. The least entertaining series in all of basketball. We got the Milwaukee Bucks sweeping the Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo were some of the most disappointing playoff performers this season. 
like what just happened. Um, a lot of people are calling them bubble frauds. I wouldn't necessarily say that because Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo just had a really, really off series. Uh, Tyler Hero, you might want to <laughs> consider um, that the bubble was where his stuff came from. But um, other than that, though, I'm not too surprised um, other than Jimmy Butler being like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go out there and destroy them. And then did nothing and was one of the worst playoff performers this season. And he's a he's a star, and that's what that's what happened. So, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about that. Bucks played fantastic defense. Giannis and company. Uh, Bobby Portis had a good series. Bryn Forbes came out of nowhere had a great series. Um, yeah, shout out to the Bucks. Then we had the four five matchup in the West. The only Soul 7 game series in the first round. I honestly wanted the Mavericks to win. Um, but also, I really don't want to put all that pressure on Luka because it's literally just Luka. It's not even the Mavericks. It's just Luka. The Dallas Luka. That's what it is. Um, except for, I mean, Tim Hardaway Jr. had a lot of good games, you know. Dorian Finney-Smith was decent, and a couple other guys were decent, but it's pretty much just Luka Doncic um, over there in Dallas. And so it's probably a good thing that he's not in the playoffs anymore because he would have just overstrained himself, in my personal opinion. And that, I don't know. Either way, though, uh, it would have been an entertaining series in the next round, regardless of who ended up going up against Utah. But it is the Clippers, so... I'm going for Utah in that series. I don't know about you guys, but I'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but yeah, Kawhi Leonard had a great closeout seven uh, game seven, 45 points. Um, that's pretty much all I have to say about that. Pandemic P isn't necessarily a full thing anymore. Paul George has been pretty good this playoffs from what I've noticed. Haven't watched too many of their games, to be honest, though. And the reason why... And that's why uh, this is what I was going to talk about a little bit ago when I said that it wasn't one of my favorite series to watch. It's so disappointing to watch the Dallas Mavericks and see that they paid Kristaps uh, Porzingis so much money to be their second option, like a nice one-two punch, great young duo when Porzingis is the real playoff P. Um... I don't, I don't really know what to say about it other than Dallas, please find Luca some help. Hold on, I'm getting a call. <laughs> Just going to decline it. It's from Phoenix, Arizona. I don't know anyone there. Sorry about that. Um, What was I to saying? Please get Luca some help. <laughs> this offseason has to be big for the Mavericks. They have to either get rid of Porzingis or, like, put him in a different role. Like, he's he's pro he's a good third option. He's a good third option. But they need someone other than Luka <laughs> and Tim Hardaway Jr. 
to be their best two players. Um, Boban had a good series too. I will shout him out. I love Boban. He's one of my top five favorite players for sure. But uh, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Uh, and then the last first round series over in the East, we have the New York Knicks going up against the Atlanta Hawks. I was going for the Knicks personally. They're one of my top 10 favorite teams this season, um, mostly because I love Julius Randle. And I liked him before. Um, he was actually one of my favorite players back when he was in New Orleans. Uh, that season that Anthony Davis got traded, I believe. When he just played amazingly. He was definitely... Um, that was his best season until now, for sure. Um, but I saw a lot of potential in him and that a lot of other people didn't really necessarily seem to see. When he got signed to New York, I was like, hey, that's not terrible. I think that Julius Randle will be a good signing, and I was kind of disappointed in all the people who were like, oh, it's such a terrible signing. Although I do understand it because they were um, all trying to go for Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and all that, and then they ended up going to Brooklyn. So that was a super big uh, knock, <laughs> knock on the Knicks for getting Julius Randle instead of them uh, with how much money they had free. But Julius Randle came in this season, played at an almost MVP caliber level, and led the Knicks to the four seed, which was completely unexpected. Like, I think I even have like a preseason power rankings that I wrote for myself just because I like to do that kind of thing. Um, which now that I have a podcast, I'll probably do that on here. Um, yeah, I have it here. From the 7th of December, I had the Knicks at um, 14th in the East or uh, 29th in the league. Yeah, I had them 29th in the league, which is <laughs> not what happened. Although I will say I was definitely a little less experienced in the world of basketball back then. Um, I've been watching it a lot more in depth this season. Um, and I understand it a lot better than I did at the beginning of last, of this season. So I will say that I think that was a little maybe biased just from seeing everyone like hate on the Knicks and stuff, I guess. I'm not really sure. But um, I think I still would have ranked them a little bit higher than I did. Um, but not by much, to be perfectly honest. But four seed like blew my prediction out of the water. Um so shout out to Tom Thibodeau. Thib Thibodeau? Thibodeau? I think I said that last episode too, and I still don't know um, uh, what way you're supposed to pronounce it, but I've heard it both ways multiple times. Um, shout out to them and to Coach Tom and to Julius Randle and RJ Barrett had a fantastic season, not in the playoffs, but in the regular season. Nerland's Noel for being their defensive anchor when Mitchell Robinson went out. He's been doing great. Derek Rose, Alec Burks. Like, who would have thought that those were their two saviors for the playoffs and they only won one game? I felt like they won more. I watched the first two games of this series. I thought, like, looking back on it, it feels like it was more than a 4-1 series. It feels like the Knicks were in it a lot more than it looks like just on paper. 
Um, and they probably were, but shout out to the Hawks. Do you Nate McMillan is a great coach? Um, although I kind of, I kind of understand why the, I don't, I don't actually, I have no idea why the Pacers fired him. I don't really remember. I just remember that they fired him. It might've been their play in performance or not play in performance, playoff performance last season. Um, but I can't remember. I think that's what it was because they made the first round and got swept or something, and they were like, we're done with you, which I think was kind of dumb. Um, and I don't think Nick Bjorkren – Bjorkren? Is that how you pronounce it? I don't think he was a, the best replacement they could have gone with, but it's whatever. Um, anyways, Nate McMillan did a great job with Atlanta, getting them all the way up to the five seed. Trey Young just – after everyone was hating on him earlier this season for the way that he played the game, he kind of let off the gas and he was averaging like 15, 20, not even 20 points a game at one point for like a month. It feels like could be wrong, but that's what it feels like. He just kind of went nowhere because everyone was like dissing him so much. And then he came out and he, he played like he was doing and just decided to stop listening to the haters and to all of that. And he, what a special young guy do we have there. There have been some really promising and amazing performances from young players in this playoffs. We got Donovan Mitchell, especially last season, but this season he's been fantastic in the playoffs. John Morant was amazing in the playoffs. Dylan Brooks was great. Um, we had great performances from, from, uh, Trey Young, like I said, um, we have Jason Tatum putting up 50. We got Michael Porter Jr. having a fantastic playoffs. Devin Booker having a fantastic playoffs. Yeah, our league is in good hands for sure. Um, anyways, but shout out to Trey Young. Shout out to the Atlanta Hawks. They're my brother's favorite team, so they're still probably one of my not just because of that, but they're also probably one of my top 10 favorite teams. So I'm not too mad that they beat out the Knicks, um, but I was rooting for the Knicks. But now I'm rooting for the Hawks to beat the Sixers because that would be a story for sure. I'm honest. I am rooting for them. Um, no offense to 76ers fans. I don't hate you. Um, it's more that I just prefer Jokic over Embiid and so I usually root for the team against Philly <laughs> no offense it's not because I yeah no, I don't hate Joel Embiid either I like Joel it's just I want him to be a little bit worse so that Jokic is just that much better on the <laughs> on the rankings but that's my bias there yeah that was the first round of the playoffs let's look at a couple of second round matchups I guess we got the one four matchup in the West. We got Utah versus the Clippers. I'm going for Utah. I'm predicting it's going to be a six or seven game series. Honestly, I don't know who I would pick over the other in terms of actual reality, but with my bias, I'm picking Utah. So we'll just say Utah in seven. Um, oh, back in the East, we got Philly versus Atlanta. The only non-top four seed in the conference semis is Atlanta. Um, and Atlanta's currently leading one game to zero games. Uh, 
what a fantastic game by them yesterday, by the way. Um, definitely want them to win, but I'm going to predict uh, Philly in six. That's my prediction, Philly in six. But going by bias, I want to say Atlanta in seven, but I'm going to say Philly in six. Denver Phoenix in the West. Well, that's also a tough one. I'm going to say Phoenix in seven, though. It's going to be a tough series because Jokic is such a good player. Um, but Phoenix, I think, is a little bit better of a team just because we're missing Jamal, we're missing Will Barton, we're missing P.J. Dozier. We're missing a lot of rotational pieces that would definitely help us out in this series and in any series, um, especially Jamal. But if we had him, I would say probably Denver in six or seven. Um, but since we don't, I'm going to say Phoenix in se- uh, seven. And then we got the Milwaukee-Brooklyn series. I want Milwaukee to win. Again, I I always have a team that I slightly prefer over the other team. I want Brooklyn to fall because I don't like the super teams, Um, especially since I'm a fan of a small market team. Um, We can't really – we build our team from the ground up, whereas a place like Brooklyn, who's a very large market, they can just – be like, hey, you want to come down to our big city and play for us with like seven other dudes that are fantastic players? And they're like, yeah. You know, it's <laughs> so I have a little, you can tell I have a little bit of a bias against super teams. I wouldn't necessarily call Brooklyn a super team, but at the same time, I would because they literally have James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving on the same team, and Blake Griffin, and DeAndre Jordan. And they used to have Lamarcus Aldridge at one point, and they have Mike James, and they got. Joe Harris and Nicholas Claxton and yeah, powerhouse of a team. I'm saying Brooklyn and six, especially after the first uh, first game performance from Milwaukee. I'm saying Brooklyn and six. Although I desperately would prefer, not desperately, I would prefer the Milwaukee Bucks to beat the Brooklyn Nets, but I don't think it's gonna happen. So then after that, we got the conference finals between Utah. Did I say Utah in seven? I think that was my official my official vote, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I can't even remember now, but I'm going to say that's what I said. So we got Utah against Phoenix. That will be probably one of the most entertaining series in a while. Um, if you guys remember back towards it's like the middle of the season maybe, I can't remember. It was, I think it was right before All-Star, right after All-Star. Uh, Utah played Phoenix, and it was one of the most entertaining, one of the best games of the entire season. So imagine that in a seven-game format. I've heard people talk about it, and that would definitely be one of the most entertaining series for a while. I'm going to say, though, that's actually really hard. Because Donovan Mitchell can go for 50 at any point. Devin Booker probably could. Chris Paul's there. DeAndre Ayton, Rudy Gobert. Oh, my goodness. This is a fantastic series if this does actually happen. I want <laughs> – okay, now I kind of want this to happen. I'm going to say – oh, that's so hard. Let's say Phoenix in seven. I'm just going to go – I'm just going to go with my gut, I guess, and say Phoenix in seven. Sorry, Utah, but you made it to the conference finals in my book, so it is what it is. 
Philly versus Atlanta. I said Philly in six, so we got Philly up against Brooklyn. Um, and that's also another entertaining series. They match up well. They got good uh, wing defenders in Philly. Um, and Brooklyn just scores so much. I'm going to say Brooklyn in six. So then we got Phoenix versus Brooklyn in the finals. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the Suns can match up against the Nets very well. I'm gonna say Brooklyn in six in the finals. So I got the Nets winning. I don't want them to, but that's just like at this point, that's kind of how I'm seeing it. Like there's not many other options in my book. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, I guess you can't. This isn't a YouTube video, but uh, yeah. Um, that's my playoff, rest of the playoff predictions and what I had to say about the first round and I'm super excited though. I, now, now that I've mentioned it, I really want to see a Phoenix Utah series in the conference finals. I don't know how likely that is to happen, but I really want it to happen now that I've mentioned it. Don't get me wrong. I'm still rooting for Denver, but if phoenix wins and utah wins boy is that gonna be an entertaining series all right thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of nba chats um and yeah we'll see you in the next one peace out